show is here. Yo, our mission is clear. It's time to change healthcare. Have no fear. Today is the day. This is the hour. Together, you know we've got the power. Drop the silos. We're all the same team. Experience, business, tech, and marketing. How can anyone be satisfied with the way things have always been? Yeah, we tried. So join us now. Join the revolution. Consumer first health is the evolution. Status quo, more like status. No. Yeah, this is the healthcare rap. Y'all, come on, let's go. New choices, new platforms, new care models. In the healthcare of tomorrow, consumers win. But who will design it? What will it look like? And how long will it take? We're here to answer those questions with some provocative thinking about how to create the healthcare that people actually want. Ready to roll up your sleeves, look at the world a little differently, and explore the frontiers of consumer health together? Join us. This is the Healthcare Wrap. Hey there, welcome back. I'm Jared Johnson from Shift Forward Health, and here's what's going to go down today. We have the flavor of the week about GNC's new healthcare subscription service. As the list of non-traditional retail primary care subscriptions continues to grow, how will these new services affect not only consumers' choices, but their expectations? I'll talk about that. Then we welcome Ashmer Oslam and Brooke Vogelsmeyer from Cured to discuss bringing care full circle while ensuring that providers and patients are protected. This is an intriguing time in the industry as new tech platforms are opening doors to new types of digital consumer health experiences. And Ashmer and Brooke help us explore some of the possibilities. It's time to dive right in. Are you ready? Let's go. Flavor of the week. Retailers are flexing their healthcare muscles again. According to ChainStoreAge.com, vitamins and supplements retailer GNC is adding a free supplemental healthcare program called GNC Health as an exclusive benefit to members of the GNC Pro Access Loyalty Initiative. Available for a fixed fee of $39.99 per year, the upgraded GNC Pro Access membership now offers free healthcare services, including telehealth appointments to address urgent care and personal health needs, as well as access to a curated set of over 40 generic versions of urgent care medications and more than 70 generic personal health medications. All these services are available with no copay, additional costs, or hidden fees. GNC Pro Access members will also have access to licensed medical professionals as well as reduced wait time for urgent care and personal health appointments. So where does this fit in their marketing? GNC set out to upgrade its loyalty program based on consumer feedback to offer a more robust and incentivized experience for customers looking for a single destination for all of their overall health and wellness goals. In May 2023, GNC expanded its Live Well mobile app with a new wellness tracking feature that allows consumers to earn benefits based on positive behavioral changes in areas that include fitness, stress management, and mental wellness. I found two quotes particularly interesting. First, from Allison Bentley, their Senior Director of Strategic Initiatives. She said, as a trusted brand in the health and wellness space, we're thrilled to expand our efforts in helping our customers live well by offering free healthcare services to give them the care they need. And then second, from Jenna O'Connor, their Senior Director of Loyalty Marketing. Jenna said, we took a consumer-first approach, evaluating the benefits our customers use most and leveled up our program from there to now include streamlined benefits and more value. So they recognize that they're a trusted brand and they took a consumer-first approach. Sounds like a winning formula to me. This is just the latest example in a growing trend. Retailers have spent decades building their consumer brand muscles. They know how to engage. A primary care subscription doesn't have to be a referral base for them. It can be a loyalty play. 
They can also deploy it more nimbly and easily. Remember CrossFit, HEB, Hy-V, GNC is just the latest on that list. And we all know that these are not big names with Amazon-like reach and resources, but they each aim to serve a loyal customer base. And every person seeking primary care somewhere new affects what little balance and margin still exists within the traditional hospital-centric system. Let's keep our eye on this trend as the list of retail primary care subscription offerings continues to grow and see how it affects not only consumers' choices, but their expectations. That's another way that we'll build the healthcare of tomorrow. And that's the flavor of the week. The flow, the flow, the flow. All right, everyone, let's get into the flow. I'm really excited for our guests today. Please give it up for Ashmer Oslam, co-founder and chief technology officer at Cured. Ashmer, welcome to the Healthcare Wrap. Thanks, Jared. Great to be here. Very excited for the conversation today. Well, we're also excited for our second guest. We'd like to welcome Brooke Vogelsmeyer, a director of marketing at Cured. Brooke, welcome to the Healthcare Wrap. Hey, Jared. Thanks for having me today. You know, we, we like to think of these as almost like special episodes when we get multiple guests. And I think one of the reasons is that we have a lot to cover. We have a topic that's that's pretty big. And that's one reason why we're excited to have a, a lot of, of insight here and, and perspective. Ashmer, let's start with you in terms of a quick summary of your background and anything else you'd like our listeners to know about you personally or professionally. Yeah, sounds great, Jared. My name is Ashmer, as you mentioned. I'm one of the co-founders here at Cured and the CTO. Very brief background on myself. I born and raised in Chicago, now live in Boulder, Colorado, went to med school for a year after college and then dropped out and that kind of started my healthcare technology journey, if you will. And so my first job uh, after coming back from med school was at Epic and work with large academic medical centers implementing Epic's EMR software. Uh, so I was there kind of in the early days of Epic, just around the meaningful use era. So it was an exciting time to be in, in the EMR space and see the adoption of, of Epic in particular as it's certainly become the market here since that time and then moved on into strategy consulting, spent most of my time at Accenture, focused on healthcare and life sciences. So work with similar to my time at Epic, large academic medical centers and large health systems across the United States, as well as big payer organizations or insurance companies and, and various life sciences companies as well. So got a pretty wide experience and then landed at Salesforce after that and was responsible for building up their architecture practice, focused on the provider side of healthcare and life sciences, and did that for several years, uh, working with their largest strategic accounts in, in North America, and then left Salesforce in 2018 to start Cured. Outstanding. Well, we're going to dig into some of those aspects because we're going to talk a lot about how technology impacts uh, the ways that consumers engage with their care. But first, Brooke, uh, same thing, same question. Uh, can you give us a little bit about where you are now, how you got there, and then anything else you'd like our listeners to know about you? Absolutely. So um, coming to you from Indianapolis today and have a, a kind of history of kind of the marketing world, go-to-market teams, really in B2B SaaS. So come from outside of healthcare got my start in consumer marketing with Red Bull. So if you think of some of those consumer brands or consumer experiences, Red Bull was definitely kind of out there focusing on that first. So they really showed me the passion of consumer marketing, took that and went into the B2B SaaS world and have spent the majority of my career there. And so Cured has become a really unique inflection point of getting to marry together some of that 
consumer marketing, focusing on the consumers, but then also getting to work, you know, through B2B organizations. And I think the really unique piece of this is I am a marketer for Cured, but we we work with marketers. Our customers are marketers. We're out selling to marketers and we're really embedded in the marketing community. So I think getting to truly understand the problems in a whole new way is beneficial for me, challenging me in a new way, which has been really, really fun to tackle. Well, it does feel like there's a lot involved in that intersection. And again, I think that'll inform a lot of our discussion today. So thank you both for sharing because, I, again, I think it helps give some context of where we're coming from today, especially on, like I said, this is kind of a big topic. <laughs> it's, it's what a lot of healthcare organizations are talking about and asking about and not necessarily coming to one really clear-cut concrete answer and maybe a starting point here for our discussion we'll have to do just from what you think is the kind of state of the state if you will in terms of where healthcare organizations are when it comes to consumer experiences again buzzwords right we hear about it all the time and yet we're still needing a a big push i feel like for for a lot of provider organizations to understand what the destination is and where they where they go. So part of that's just understanding where we are now. Uh, Ashmar, maybe we can start with you in terms of from your perspective. Where do you think healthcare organizations are? Where do you think they're doing well when it comes to consumer experiences, and where do they have room to improve? Yeah, I think it's a it's a really interesting world out there. If you think about healthcare as a whole overall, I'd say quite a bit of ways for them to go to kind of catch up to their friends and other industries. I think Brooke's perspective there is is very important as she's come from places where marketing was always at the forefront. And I don't think that's typically the case in most healthcare organizations. I do feel, however, that there's been a bit of a philosophical mind shift to understand that you have to treat what traditionally health systems in particular would call patients as more of a customer in the sense that anytime you or me, Jared, are making a decision about our care, we almost have to be treated like we're a new customer because all of those decision-making criteria are a little bit different. Your life could have changed in that period. So the job of a health system is to kind of meet you where you are when you need it. And that's very hard for them to do with the technology they have available to them and just really the mentality that they've lived in over the past you know, 50 plus years, I would say. And I think they're seeing a lot of pressure, not just from the digital health companies we all hear a lot about, but obviously the big retail organizations that are breaking into the space like Best Buy and Amazon and Walmart. They're going to change the way the world thinks about healthcare. And many of those places provide healthcare in other ways, like CVS, as an example, where people already go to get their medications and get over-the-counter treatments and things like that. So I think it's changing the perspective of the customer as well. And, and healthcare organizations, particularly those large health systems in, in the US, have a bit of work to do to provide those types of experiences. So I think we're we're at a fortunate time in the state of healthcare that a lot of that momentum is building. And I think Peard is lucky to be a, a part of that journey, if you will, for the, for the industry. What gets us up every day is being able to help push that even faster and make those changes easier. And, you know, healthcare is a lot of things and there's a lot of different companies who live in that world. And we spend most of our time with big health systems trying to get them to, you know, think more like consumer focused organizations because we truthfully believe that's going to improve outcomes for everyone because we'll all become more proactive about our care. We'll be more likely to do kind of the standard screenings and, and other wellness-oriented things that we should all be doing on a regular basis. Outstanding. Brooke, what do you think when, when we talk about 
areas to improve. Is this a matter of building more momentum to Ashmer's point? Is it something that you're seeing or are there like specific places you see where it's like, you know, we really could focus on that? You know, it's a little bit of a mix. I think even in the the two years that I've been focused on solving this problem with Cured, we've seen definite progress. People are talking about how we solve this. People are out there evaluating solutions. People are looking at how they can connect across the health system to tackle the problem together and to better serve the patients. I think we all know healthcare in America, it, you know, it takes time to change and it feels challenging. And as much progress as you see, it can be pretty frustrating at the same time feeling like, oh my gosh, you know, it's an uphill battle. Are we ever going to get the boulder even close to like going over the edge? So I think, you know, we need to continue to lean in. I think acceleration is always key, right? I think Ashmer mentioned CVS and Amazon and some of these huge, you know, brands who have the consumer piece figured out. And I think they're definitely starting to put the pressure, especially kind of coming out of the pandemic and how many more people interacted with those brands because we were receiving care a bit differently during that time frame. The health systems are definitely feeling the pressure to, to figure it out and to move quickly, which is really encouraging as you know, both a patient and for cured. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that part. Like as a patient, you know, that's something that informs everyone's healthcare perspective and their desire to seek care in certain ways. So I'm glad you mentioned that because I think it is a piece of the puzzle that hasn't always been part of the conversation. And it's important because that is how we each set our expectations for what how we expect that engagement to go. So perfect. Well, let's talk about where technology fits in with all of that then. Ashmer, I'll throw it back to you. How do you think technology enables a better consumer experience? You can go as, as, as specific as you want here, but, uh, but does anything come to mind? Where does technology fit? Yeah, I think if you think about the world from a customer or a consumer point of view, we as just people are customers of so many things. And if you think about how the place you buy your t-shirts at or where you go to get food on a regular basis, how they communicate with you. Most of them are sending you emails or text messages or serving up ads, you know, on whatever favorite websites you might have. And I think that is because they want you to think of them first when you have a subsequent decision to make, whether that's to buy the next t-shirt or the pair of shorts that goes with that t-shirt, or or if it's just to kind of keep the brand in front of you and, and top of mind. So I think technology is a huge component of that. I think historically, healthcare is really been a reactive industry in the sense that, hey, one day Jared's going to be sick. So obviously he's going to show up at the doctor's office or the hospital or whatever it might be to get treatment. And really, I think that's changing a lot, especially with virtual care and all these other options you have as a patient to go and get care. So the, the trick now becomes is how do I create loyalty and retention for those people who are already coming to see me for any number of different services and really start to think like all those e-commerce companies we're familiar with all those retail organizations like Brooke mentioned, you know, they're very good at building retention and also going out and getting new people to get interested in their brand. And I think you'd be hard pressed to to think about those companies and not think about technology as the underpinnings for how they're able to do that. And, you know, for better or worse, we all live and breathe <laughs> on connected devices now, and whether that's your phone or your laptop or your TV or whatever. And and those are the ways we interact with each other and and with people who provide us services. And and healthcare is you know, another industry that is very service oriented, right? So I often give the example of banking, right? Where like I use Chase, like many other people do. And I can tell you on one hand, how many times in the last five years, I've actually like talked to a real person to get help with my bank account, because so many things are available to me electronically, 
via the app or their website or asynchronous communication like text and email. So I think that's just what we all expect and, and healthcare needs to meet us in those places and uh, can't really think of a way to accomplish all of that without using a lot of the technology that's out there and available to all of us. And, and that's a big reason as to why we started Geared was to build a platform that allows them to do that. I see. Well, let's dig into that a little bit. I think a lot of times it comes back to what that value proposition is and how it helps a leader, a, a buyer, understand what problems it is addressing and how it's going to do so in a different way than what they're trying to do. And I think you're right. I, I feel like a lot of healthcare organizations are at this point where they aren't quite sure of the definition of the problem. And so, you know, that sometimes that makes it a little challenging for them to understand what solutions they're looking for. And so, if somebody can come and help them understand and define the problem even better, a lot of times that's going to help lead them to a solution a little easier, it feels like. So, very cool. Brooke, I have a, a question I'd love to throw your way because I've seen something that you've uh, written or, or shared on LinkedIn before about what Cured's mission is. Uh, you've written that. That Cured's mission is to bring care full circle while ensuring you and your patients are protected. I'd love to hear what you mean by that, especially the part about bringing care full circle. Yeah, absolutely. So Ashmer talked a little bit about how we're meeting consumers where they are, where they're experiencing just kind of day-to-day life. And I think if you're you take the care piece of that out, we're working to really bring healthcare and to bring the preventative, proactive care people need to where they are in life. So that could be anywhere on this patient journey that you are, whether it's you're healthy and we're just providing touch points, you know, of engagement so that you're aware of proactive care to, you know, maintain your health. We think about, you know, when you are experiencing some, you know, unfortunate health situation and you are interacting with the physical appointment or the physical you're coming into the office, we're making sure that you're able to get there, you're able to get the care post doing that. So from a marketer's perspective, you would think about it as engagement, growth, retention. From a patient's perspective, you're thinking about it as I know who's out there to provide this care. I know where to go when I do need that care, whether that is a proactive you know, piece of care or just an immediate need you're experiencing, an acute need you have. And then frankly, once you're in that system or, or that market, you're able to see the other services or receive the other care that's ultimately going to lead you to have a healthier life. Yeah, a little bit of that full circle moment there, hopefully for patients. I like that. Well, I'm guessing that that, that means you know there's room to grow here. <laughs> that It's probably safe to say that a majority of healthcare organizations aren't yet doing this and they need, they need help to get there. I love that thought. Uh, Ashmer, what, what do you think about this one? Yeah, I think, you know, obviously, Brooke, I really think where we came up with the mantra, if you will, for the company as being bringing care full circle is just this concept that we need to get people just to think about themselves personally as a, from a healthcare point of view in a very proactive way and that there's all these cycles you need to go through as a patient and as, as a customer of a healthcare organization. And, and the job of the organization in this equation is to help you achieve those goals, if you will. That could be me getting my flu shot every year or my COVID booster, if that's relevant, you know, coming in for your annual physicals, things like that. There's There's so many of those things that are often covered services for, for those of us who have insurance available to us and are just good for your health and well-being. And there's no good reason for you to not do them. 
And I think the challenge we all find personally, even for myself, is you know, you're busy doing any number of other things in your life and every single day. So sometimes you just need a little nudge to make that happen. And and the job is that the patient and the organization is providing the services need to kind of have that interplay so that I can tell you that I'm interested in something. And because of that, you'll give me more information about it or vice versa. I'll go out to Jared and be like, hey, I haven't seen you in 12 months. You should come in and have X, Y, and Z visit. And those are kind of all these small examples, I think, of, of what it means to bring care full circle. And I think the goal is that mentality will generate a much more proactive mindset amongst all patients in the U.S. And and if we're all a little bit healthier and we're all doing these things that are kind of better for us as a population, that that, you know, in some ways can improve kind of overall health outcomes. And, you know, if we're, if we're so fortunate, maybe it, it reduces the cost and the weight of healthcare in, in the United States, which we know is is drastic, you know, relative to some of our peers in, in other continents and countries. So I think, you know, we want to play just a small piece in that process to kind of drive that change forward. Oh, you're both bringing in a lot of things to the conversation that I, that I think are really important. And one of those is the impact on society. The goal here is to have a healthier society. And that means more healthy individuals getting to a better place of health and wellness in their lives. And so we don't always think about that. You know, when I was provider side, client side, like I, I w- didn't necessarily think about that every single day. <laughs> There's so many fires to put out and there are just so many things going on. There was a lot of complexity. It felt like that was just kind of weighing on you every day. And so that wasn't necessarily something that was front of, you know, top of mind uh, all the time. And it's such a good reminder of that's what all this is for. So I'm, I'm so glad you, you both kind of brought that into the conversation. You know, it also makes me think about what it's like day to day to be involved in this work. I'm guessing both of you, you know, when you were kids, you didn't grow up thinking, yeah, hey, I'm going to help organizations create better consumer experiences when I grow up. <laughs> Most likely, probably not, not what you were thinking. Brooke, uh, can you tell us uh, what appeals to you about this work and and why do you enjoy it? Yeah, I definitely didn't wake up or or leave college or even a few you know years ago think I would be in this healthcare world. I think it's really unique when you get to work. I love technology. I love SaaS. I think it's really unique when you get to work in that industry, the fast pace, the solving the problems, the, you know, you get to move so quickly. But it, at the end of the day, you also get to really impact humans. So it's a little to what we were just talking about earlier, Jared, but I think healthcare marketers themselves are in a pretty tough place. They have to serve the hospital, serve the brand initiatives, do all of this. They're also responsible for a lot of the patient communications, the population health initiatives, and they're getting pulled and strapped with strapped resources in 10 different directions. So I think about them as humans. And then I also think about the patients at the end of the day. So we're working to solve the healthcare marketers who are working to solve problems for the patients. And I think, you know, not everybody gets to wake up every day and say, hey, something I did today hopefully made somebody's lives a little bit better and get to work in the technology sector. So I think it's really cool, the intersection for me personally of the speed and the, the you know some of the innovation that comes with SaaS, but then also the people impact. And I think one unique thing I really love is you can actually see the outcomes of some of the work. So our customers that we've worked with, they can come back to us and say, we did a mammography campaign after COVID when a lot of women quit coming in for their preventative breast cancer screenings. 
we were able to schedule a thousand appointments. And that means a certain amount of women's lives were probably saved because they came in and, you know, cancer could be caught at an earlier stage or preventative action could be taken. So stories like that never really had in any of the other jobs I worked in. So those are really, really powerful and definitely keep you going. Yeah, it's so true. That's a great example too of where things can go and the benefit that they can bring to people. Let's dream big about the destination here. Again, we're talking about where can we get to a better place for society and as an industry, but I'm wondering where healthcare organizations should be looking. Like where should they be aiming for that destination? When we're talking about, hey, if we're putting all this effort into improving experiences, learning how technology can enable that, what should we be aiming towards? Clearly, we want to grow the business side of any healthcare organization so that they have the resources and the abilities to provide that high quality care that everyone needs. But I wonder like, how specific we can get about that, about a destination here. Ashmer, what, what do you think? Where should healthcare organizations be aiming when it comes to consumer experiences? What might be their goal or target? Yeah, I mean, I think probably everyone you talk to in healthcare will have a slightly different answer to this question, I think holistically, we're starting to see a lot of healthcare, broadly speaking, wanting to move into a more value-based type of arrangement where organizations are based, are getting you know reimbursed or paid out based on the actual outcomes they're generating. So that to us is kind of critically important to for kind of creating this new reality, because if you're motivated by keeping people healthy, then you're less likely to want to, you know, try to get someone to take on very complicated services or things that, you know, are maybe just high margin for the sake of doing it. So I think that type of arrangement itself will hopefully shift. But I think it also requires the health systems to then push into a more consumer mindset because a lot of the responsibility to creating and creating that experience is actually on the customer. You know, like a health system can't make me <laughs> come in and have an appointment or make me buy a service or come in for physical therapy or whatever the thing is that is maybe helpful to me. Really, the ownership is on me as a patient and the customer to make those decisions. So the best a health system can do is, is to give me all the information possible to help guide me in creating a choice and, and hopefully making a choice to come in and do something that's good for my health and well-being. And I think that's that's very much in line with what you see in other retail organizations, right? It's like they, they obviously want you to buy stuff, <laughs> but they do it in a way that's kind of aligned to what they think you need. Sometimes that can be uncomfortable for those of us who've spent a lot of time on the internet, but most of the time it, it can be very helpful. And I think health systems have to start thinking in that same way. We can't worry so much about, do I know too much about Jared? Do I not know enough to send him the right information? We have found in our experience that actually all information is good information for, for patients. And I think there's a lot of time spent in the healthcare world thinking about the quality of care. And obviously, those things are very, very important. I think most health systems spend most of their time, money, and investment on making sure that they have the best possible care for every type of service that they provide. But I think the key that we're trying to solve is how do you make sure the right people are coming in for the right services and that over the long term, you've built a really productive relationship with those people. So I think it's more philosophical and a kind of process problem than it is just purely a technology problem. I think technology is going to be the vehicle to enabling a lot of these things. And I think that's why value-based care is a big part of of where we play is because you need kind of the scalability and and this type of experience to get people to do all those actions that are required. Oh, that's such a good point. Brooke, what do you think about this one? You know, I think about it a lot from the consumer perspective. And I think a lot about as a consumer, when I get 
I get very frustrated when my needs are not easily met in today's world. I have this, you know, probably unrealistic expectation that things need to, you know, be accessible, easy. I need to be able to get the information I need, easily make a decision, know what to expect when I've made that decision, kind of that process. And I, I think about some people who have solved that really well and disrupted industries. I think the classic like Uber cab example comes to mind. And so to Ashmer's point, there's been so much focus on care delivery. Obviously, that is number one. I think there is this other side of it where you have to think about that experience. And it's the experience with the expectations of the brand, the ease of access for the information or entry into your health system or healthcare organization. Once I'm in, what does that feel like? And I think right now that might not feel like priority number one. I think as we continue to move in the the way we are as a society with consumer expectations, with the presence of technology, you know, and with all these new entrants into healthcare, it's going to matter more and more. And if I think about some of the tendencies of my generation, the generations coming after me, our expectations are real and we make decisions based off of some of that experience, probably more so than than generations past. So I think that's a, a great area to focus. It is, and that's a perfect place for us to wrap up our conversation today. I want to thank you both for giving us so much to think about. And I know if our listeners would like to learn more about Cured, is there a good place to steer them? Is there somewhere on the web or is that to connect with you on LinkedIn? What's the best place? They can head to cured.health and check out uh, our website there or you can find us as Cured on LinkedIn. Outstanding. Well, that's a wrap for this episode. I've had the pleasure of speaking with Ashmer Oslam and Brooke Vogelsmeyer from Cured. Thank you both so much for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having us, Cured. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. If you like what you heard, please spread the word. Tell your colleagues to tune in for all the awesomeness, then leave a review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen. This show is produced by Shift Forward Health, the channel for changemakers. Subscribe to Shift Forward Health on your favorite podcast app, and you'll be subscribed to our entire library of shows. See our full lineup at shiftforwardhealth.com. One subscription, all the podcasts you need, and it's all for free. And remember, we might have a lot of work to do in healthcare, but we'll get there faster together. Thanks again.